Hello, friends, and welcome to Canvas Continued on the Canvas Young Adults Podcast from Grant Memorial Church. Hi, friends, and welcome to September's episode of Canvas Continued. In this show, we are continuing the conversation from our Canvas events. Now, each month at Canvas this year, we are focusing on a different theme, and this podcast will be part of that focus. Depending on the theme each month, uh, we will be releasing teaching, interviews, and other segments on this show. In the month of September, our theme is community. And at each canvas this month, we are focusing on the theme of community and how important it is to have Christ-centered community in our lives. Our leadership team thought that this was an especially important theme for us to focus on, since right now we need to be even more intentional with how we are connecting with community during this season. COVID-19 has brought a lot of changes into our lives, and in some ways it has made it harder, or at least more complicated, to connect with other people. However, as we've learned at Canvas, and as we'll discuss on this episode, it is extremely important for each of us to be engaged in Christ-centered community. And in scripture, we are reminded often that we need to be connected with a community of Christ followers. In Hebrews 10, we are encouraged to continue meeting together regularly so that we can, quote, stir up one another to love and good works and encourage each other. In Galatians 6, we are commanded to bear each other's burdens, which implies a close, trusting relationship between believers. And in 1 John, we are taught that we have fellowship with one another because of the light of Christ that connects us. Now, there's lots more to say on the subject, and you'll hear about it a lot in this episode. But I'll leave you with this as we go into it. It's important for each of us to take time to reflect on our own engagement with Christ-centered community. Are we regularly taking time to connect with other Christ followers, to learn together, to be encouraged, and to bear each other's burdens. And as Sydney taught us at the first Canvas event this month, this means more than simply hanging out with other Christians. Rather, it requires intentionality and purpose, like we find in a small group or a weekly Bible study. And we're all busy with school and work and other commitments, but making time for community is an essential part of what it means to follow Christ. So in this episode, as you hear interviews and and testimonies, I hope that you'll consider your own engagement with community in your life right now. In this episode, you'll hear my interview with Cam, where I sit down with him to talk about how to connect with community at our church, as well as his personal experiences in small groups. And then afterwards, you'll hear recordings from our second Canvas event in September, where a few young adults shared their testimonies regarding Christ-centered community. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this part of our Canvas Continued episode. Uh, Today, I am sitting across from Cam, who many of you know uh, from our church. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about community, which is this month's theme at Canvas. Cam, thanks for being here on the show. Happy to be here. Wow, that's great. (laughs) Uh, What a classic radio intro. Thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Yeah, I don't know what else. uh, I I didn't jot down any notes or anything like that. Oh, you didn't uh, prepare. Yeah. Well, it's not that I didn't prepare. I just want to be genuine. 
<laughs> yeah, just feel like a real natural conversation between yeah. two friends. Two community <laughs> friends. <laughs> uh, Cam, why don't you introduce yourself to those who are listening who don't know who you are? No, my name is Cam. Uh, I am the uh, director of teaching and adult communities at uh, at Grant Memorial, which means I do uh, a lot of the Sunday morning teaching and um, and kind of provide oversight to uh, to all the community aspects of life uh, for adults, from men to women to uh, to small groups, uh, our seniors community, um, and uh, and while you. Uh, take the ball and run with it when it comes to young adults. Uh, I, you know, I'm still given a little, little bit of a say when it comes to that. I, 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 uh, (laughs) every once in a while I'll come over and say, Hey boss, what do you think of this idea? I've already made the decision, but it's nice to make you feel included. Ultimately what happens is when, when, when Dom spends the money, I have to sign (laughs) off on it. I actually have some (laughs) reports I need you to sign. Perfect. Yeah. So if that's okay. I'll do that while I'm in here. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and your family has had a long history at Grant, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that and your parents' involvement as well? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I personally grew up here at Grant Memorial. I, I believe um, when I was yet unborn, I performed in a living Christmas tree. Wow. You know, um, my mom had been singing in the choir for years and years. And uh, yeah, they they were uh, had, had been active um for a number of years, uh, well before we were ever at this campus. And um, anyways, and so I, I was born uh, just prior to this building opening up, and so I don't have any memories of church uh, beyond this place. And um, yeah, anyway, so grew up here. I was involved in, uh, in you know, kids ministry and then youth and, uh, and college. And before I was done university, I was actually asked to come back and serve as the youth pastor here. And mm-hmm. so uh, my first kind of real ministry experience uh, vocationally was, was here as well. Right. And, um, and anyways, then we, my wife and I, uh, we got married and, uh, and God led us out to British Columbia where we served uh, in pastoral ministry there for five years. And then uh, God led us back to Winnipeg and uh, Winnipeg was utilitarian for us. It was where grandparents <laughs> it were. Isn't it for all of us? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, it's where grandparents were to help mm-hmm. take care of our, our, you know, our budding family, and uh, and it's where I could do my master's degree quickly. And again, the the plan was get in and get out to go back to BC. Was uh, that what you were thinking? Not necessarily BC, but but not Winnipeg. It right. was uh, <laughs> the idea was to get the master's and then move on and do a PhD program somewhere. Oh, okay, and then uh, really, and then, I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Is that still in the cards? Maybe uh, you don't want that on. <laughs> you don't want to commit to something right. no, on tape here. Yeah, but. eventually, um, I'd love to do do a PhD. I'd love to continue or keep keep learning in a formal capacity. But um, no, the point for me at the time it was kind of I, I want to put on the you know the suede jacket with the uh, the leather elbow <laughs> patches and uh, and teach in a in a university somewhere. Okay. You know, with have a whiteboard marker in hand for really? the rest of my oh, life. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so that was that was kind of the plan. Um, but God had other plans, and uh, and the school that's connected to our church, um, the principal uh, called me up. Um, I, I had done, I think ten. 10 MA classes in six months. Wow. And, uh, and I was kind of at the, at the end of that, uh, the year was starting to wrap up and I got a phone call from, from the principal at the school saying, Hey, we hear you're back in town. We know you're at school, but if you still like students, uh, we just had, we just had somebody. <laughs> what if I don't? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the Can real first apply? question. Yeah. Do you still like kids? 
And um, um, at the time, I was working at Best Buy on the side. Okay. Uh, yep. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm shaking just thinking about it. Um, what do you mean? It was not a great experience. Working at Best Buy. Yeah, working at Best okay. Buy. Hopefully the higher ups never hear yeah. this. You know what? <laughs> Literally, they're listening now. They um, are huge fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Best Buy executive team. Yeah. Sponsored by the Geek Best Squad. Buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was just a tough season, actually. Um, it was uh, it wasn't where I should have been. I mean, sometimes we find ourselves in positions like that, right, where sure. we kind of just slog along. But it really I've, I've been fortunate enough. I've been blessed to have most of my working life other than kind of jobs growing up. Most of my working life has been in ministry. And, and I never think about, I never watch the clock. I never mm-hmm. punch a card. I never, I'm never counting down until, you know, till yeah. the bell or the buzzer goes off and I can go home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Best Buy was so unique in that way because it was one position where I was counting down until my lunch break and then I was counting down yeah. until I could go home. Right. And, uh, and in the middle of ministry um, positions where I never thought that way. It was just such a, such a unique kind of a weird, uh, work changed for me, kind of what I thought about work in that moment. Um, but anyways, God, uh, graciously pulled me out of Best Buy with a phone call from, uh, from the school saying, Hey, if you still like kids, um, we'd love it if you could just kind of, uh, come on as a campus pastor in the high school, mm-hmm. um, just for a little bit, uh, of time just to <laughs> buy ourselves some time. Yeah. That's I know. They always say. Yeah. And uh, to quote every boxing movie ever, I keep trying to leave and they keep pulling me back in. (laughs) Totally. And uh, yeah, so anyways, ended up um, uh, what what I thought would be a couple of months ended up being eight years uh, at the school um, serving as the campus pastor there. And then um, just about three and a bit years ago, um, I kind of officially walked uh, across the hallway from the school uh, <laughs> back to the church side where I had been active kind of that, that entire time preaching and, and things yeah. like that, but, uh, but came on in, in this, this current position in this capacity. And I've kind of been there, been here since, and, and things have changed. My role uh, has, has changed a little bit in the past few years, um, but yeah, love being here. I love this place. Um, and uh, one thing that's just so neat as we talk about community is mm-hmm. um, that I, uh, you know, I, when when I'm preaching or when, when I'm connecting with people or, or helping plug people into discipleship communities, um, you know, these aren't just kind of, uh, you know, faceless people. These are people who I've rubbed shoulders with in one way or another, yeah. maybe even a long, long time ago. So I'm preaching and looking out and there's people who, you know, who took care of me in kids <laughs> ministry, mm-hmm. you know, decades ago. And, and it's just so humbling to look out and go, the people who God used to pour uh, into my life, he's now given me the the ability and the privilege to to pour back in, into to theirs through what he's teaching me. So uh, yeah, just kind of a full circle <laughs> type of thing. But But yeah, I love this place. I love this uh, I love this community, and uh, as long as God has me to be here, I will uh, serve willingly and glad- gladly. For sure. That's awesome. Uh, and, and that makes me think, like, I've now been at Grant for about nine years, just coming up to mm-hmm. 10, and I'm already starting to feel the effects. And for people who have changed churches recently or looking, like, there's no harm in that. Like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But I think what you talk about and what I'm beginning to see is the the blessings that come when you stay with one church community for a long time, you know, even and especially when it's difficult. But I think that's really awesome that now you can look back and see people who mentored and taught and looked over you and now you're shepherding them in a way. And, and that's an awesome kind of full circle. Yeah, totally. Especially because ministry is personal. 
and it, it ought right. to be personal. And yeah. so, um, so when you've had a chance to build relationships with people and you're able to walk, to walk with them, um, you know, through the ups and downs, different seasons of their life, uh, the longer that happens, the, 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 the deeper the connection is mm-hmm. and the more significant of a role you're, you're invited to play. For sure. And, uh, and it's pretty cool looking back and, and, you know, through somebody's life and going, God, God allowed me to be a part of, of all of these significant milestones, milestones yeah. in their a life. privilege. Yeah. 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 So cool. So this month we've already touched on it, but this month we're talking about community. And one of the reasons that we are here today, why we're having you is to talk a little bit about community here at Grant and how young adults at our church can find it. But before we get there, I wanted to hear uh, a little bit from you on more of a personal level, Um, uh, you know, even outside of maybe your, your role, your title at Grant, but you just as you follow Jesus, if you could share with us um, a time or two, a season in your life where community was especially meaningful uh, or important. Now it's always important, but there are those seasons where we kind of, where community um, just becomes almost a lifeline for good or bad. Um, but yeah, if you could speak a little bit to that times in your life where community has been really important to you on a personal level. Yeah. You know what? I, I think for me, community is, is important because I've experienced community and I've experienced lack of community. Okay. Right. You know, and I think we can all to an extent say that. Sure. Um, but I've gone through periods of my life where, you know, where I have a thousand acquaintances, mm-hmm. but no friends. Right. You yep. know, and uh, or or, yeah, I'm doing things for God, and I'm I'm kind of struggling, you know, in my own personal walk with Him to 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 you know stay close and stay connected to Christ, um, you know both with and without other people spurring me on along the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I think I think what what has made me so passionate about community is I personally have lived out both of those realities. Right. And and even today um, go through seasons or years or semesters or months where community is uh, is there and and for you know there for me and and other seasons where yeah it does you do feel isolated in in the journey and um, and so um, yeah, that that's kind of just a bit of an overview. Um, for me, uh, one, it's interesting that this is a, you know, young adults podcast, but because for me, it was really in college where intentional Christian community, um, you know, was a lifeline for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, uh, I, I played hockey growing up and so I had lots of community, but Christian community was a whole different thing. Sure. So I grew yeah. up playing hockey. I was at rinks all the time. I was with the same guys, you know six nights a week on the ice and right. four days a week in the gym or whatever, you know, and so you had a lot of community, but, but when you're with a community of people who don't see eye to eye with you, you know, they're not, not on the same page. You don't have the same goals in life. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can become very difficult and you can be, you can be alone with people, right. Mm-hmm. Isolated amongst friends. Yeah. And, uh, and so for me, when, when, uh, when I really, um, took the next step in hockey. I was playing junior and um, that's when hockey goes from something that you do to kind of something that you are. And, oh, okay. uh, and yeah. as hockey became this thing that, that now I was surrounded in that culture, um, I was also at university at the time and, uh, and I was um, 
encouraged to seek out a group on campus who, who I had known uh, from before, but called the Navigators at University of Manitoba. And uh, it was just a Christian group on campus. And, um, and you know, I kind of reluctantly went. I, it was kind of like, oh, is this the right. group that's going to hand out tracks on campus right. and yeah. whatever? That's, you know, right. that's, yeah. you know, anyways. There's all kinds of different <laughs> communities and Christian yeah, groups and, and out there. And that's not bad, no, you know, no, and, and that's yeah. the thing. And, and man, I, I in many ways wish I was more that guy. But, right. but for me at the time, it was kind of like, what is this actually going to look like? Uh-huh. Yeah. And what it ended up being was a lifeline. It ended up being a community for mm. me of people who um, I could almost exhale with, you know, um, because I was, because I was fighting the fight everywhere else in my life. I was, I was working to live differently. I was working to not fade away or blend in to culture. And, and the Christian community was the group that I could almost exhale uh, a little bit and be poured into, be cared for. Um, I can almost let my guard down, you know, a little bit. And uh, anyway, so got involved with the navigators and, uh, and you know, it, it was um, very quickly was kind of involved in a Bible study on campus and that kind of thing. And, and before I knew it, I, I started realizing there are other people who need this too, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, so I met, I met a, f- a friend through the navigators. We would, I think we had a couple of classes off at the same time. So we would just end up there, you know, to either sleep on a couch or, or something <laughs> in the navigator's office. And uh, what happened is we kind of turned to each other and said, hey, we should, we should start a Bible study. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we did. We started mm-hmm. this Bible study and just kind of spread the word to some, some other people we knew who could use community like this. Well, n- you know, next thing you knew, like, honestly, I don't even remember how this happened, but, but within a month or so, I think we had like 40 people uh, meeting in <laughs> wow. this. Yeah. It, we, we needed, to, um, we needed to, to book a... Um, like a special lounge in the nurse in the new Helen Glass <laughs> Center at the time, um, you know, to get everybody in. Right. Okay. Um, definitely weren't social distancing at the time, uh-huh. but uh, yeah. but got you know, and and this group just kept expanding with people mm. reaching out to others saying, "You got to come join this. You got to be a part of this." And the best part is, we didn't really do anything crazy. Like we didn't, it wasn't that, you know, our right. teaching was you so didn't have awesome. Any we, yeah, we weren't giving people anything. We were just being right. something. Right. And, uh, and so it was so cool because this community grew. And it, again, I, I realized pretty quickly that the, what made it attractive was it was the place we could take our masks off. It was the place where we could <laughs> just kind of, again, before we were all wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. 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 Figuratively. <laughs> Wait, no. so you weren't social distancing <laughs> yeah. and you weren't wearing masks. <laughs> Yeah, that's totally. Well, and actually it's funny because the reality is that that prior to COVID, we are all wearing masks and we're all distancing. Wow. You know, now socially that's a preacher. <laughs> to, to an extent. Yeah. Right. right though. Yeah. Um, you know, and so so it was the one place where we could, yeah, let our guard down and and it was a place where I found tremendous encouragement to continue to press on. Right. That it was worth it to to continue to to keep my faith you know, at the, the top of the totem pole. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, anyways, that was just one, one time, uh, for me. And mm-hmm. what it, what it meant was when I left, you know, when I would go to the rink or whatever afterwards that I was, I was equipped and, and enabled to live the life that God was calling me to, um, because I did have respite and I did have encouragement and there were people praying for me and, uh, and people I could bounce stuff off of. And, so yeah, that was just one time. Uh, I think when it when it really sank in that how significant Christian community is, mm-hmm. um, because it really is a lot different than any other community that you're going to find yeah. if it's intentional, right? right? Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, I think what's 
I hear in your story and what's true in mine as well is that once you've experienced that yourself, like, and we've all, like you said, been in seasons where we've had that, that we've had seasons where we haven't, but once you taste it once you experience it for the first time it it's something you want to create for other people it's a space you yeah. want to create for others because like you said when it's done well and intentionally there's just a a growth that happens in our faith there's an encouragement we receive there's mm. support and prayer that we realize man how did i live life without this mm, you yeah. know um and yeah so that's awesome to hear in your story. Yeah, I think a lot of people get doses of it when they go work at a camp or they do a, yeah. a leadership and training program or something, yeah. right? And you get a small dose of it. Um, and one thing I, I, when I was at the school, I, I worked with students a lot coming home from a summer like that and then landing back into, you know, real life going, what happened to that community? Yeah. Um, and, and one thing I was trying to encourage students to was, you know, you don't need to be at Red Rock or Cedarwood or Arness or whatever to to experience that that type of community, um, and and the goal isn't to replicate that. The goal is to see what made that great, and to to put yourself in a position to to have that type of experience or community in the day to day. Right. So if if um, you know what happened at camp or what happened when you did have community was you had a common purpose. Right. Okay, so surround yourself with people who have a common purpose and you were serving. Well, what have yeah. you done for somebody else since you got home, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Or or you were taking time every day to be in the word and you were challenging one another with what you read. So these are all things that, that just like camp or whatever serves those things on a silver platter. But those aren't things that are exclusive to that place mm-hmm. to camp ministry or exclusive to Bible right. college or maybe they're more to, intense there or more concentrated for a yeah. small amount of time. But yeah, you're right. Those things are things we can find or create in our yeah. own lives. Yeah. And that's yeah. one thing I would say about community. Um, and, and the reason I, I say this is we've all been in a small group. Well, maybe you haven't. Most of us have been in a small group that sucks, right? We've all been yep. in a group that we're like, oh, is it Tuesday again? You know, like, I don't want to go to that group or, man, I hope they cancel tonight or it's cold (laughs) or I feel a little sick or whatever excuse you can, you know, and and you're checking the box and and there's just, I don't really get why this group isn't doing it for me. And I think a part of it is that it's, there's that intentionality is missing. So, so you go to a group to check off a box, you go to the group to say, well, this is a good thing to do or, or Cam and Dom did this podcast and they told me that community was going to (laughs) be so impactful for me. Um, But, but when we go in with that attitude, um, we don't actually experience what real community is mm-hmm. because real community is being intentional about the things that Christ points us to, right? right? And so if, if as a group, you're not going in with a willing heart to change and to grow, you're not going to experience that. If, you, if, if you're meeting as a group and everything is internally focused and nothing's externally focused, there's no service, that kind of stuff going on, well, you're not going to experience community to its fullest. Um, you know, if, if you're, you're getting there and, and every time, we, you know, we spend 95% of the time talking about U.S. politics and 5%, you know, quickly reading a Bible verse, you're not going to get that community. So I think there is something to be said about community is good, but it needs to be intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, community on its own doesn't necessarily get you anywhere. You know, it needs to be con- intentional community um, to actually receive what it is that that God designed community to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes we have to create that intentionality ourselves. 
Sometimes mm-hmm. we aren't going to find, like, sometimes an amazing community isn't going to present itself to us on a silver platter. Sometimes we have to make it yeah, <laughs> or surround ourselves with the right people. Like, I, I think that at least in my own life, um, I've noticed like there's a correlation between the the joy I experience in community and the amount of time and energy I put back into it. Very mm-hmm. much like what you're saying. Like, yeah. But when I'm just kind of like, well, I'll go because it's important, but I'm, you know, deep down expecting it to serve me or benefit me or be all about me, it's not that great because then I'm evaluating it based on my own preferences. And in every group, there's going to be people you don't click well with. There's going to be opinions you disagree with. There's going to be quote unquote dry seasons as a group. But if you're there to bring intentionality and purpose to it, then I think that's when it can really flourish for us. Yeah, totally. Yeah. If I see, if I see any group as a, with a, as a consumer, um, yeah. then yeah, I'm going to be, like you said, evaluating it on the basis of what is it, how is it serving me? What's it doing for me? Mm-hmm. You know, and to understand that community is, is, is different than that. Yeah. And the yeah. paradox being that the more you give, the more you receive. Yes. I mean, that's true with so many biblical principles, right? Like the more of ourselves we give, like the more of our lives we give away, the more life we get in return. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true for community. The more we give ourselves to others, the more we receive back in a paradoxical way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's a biblical truth that happens. Yeah. Like you said, in almost any, yeah. you know, almost every area. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and community happens in various sizes, right? And, and for me, I often think small, medium, large. And when, when I have all of small, medium and large in my life. That's where the the time, when I look back on my life, the times where I've been active, small, medium and large um, have been the moments where I have hmm. um, felt like I, I have been growing the most. And Can you and, give us an example of each? Yeah, totally. So large would be a congregation, right? Okay. Um, plugging into a local church body, not doing kind of rogue Christianity, but, but plugging into a bigger congregation. And so showing up, being consistent on Sunday mornings, whether or not the songs are to my liking <laughs> or not, right? It's that commitment to yeah. be, be involved in, of an, in an intergenerational larger body. So that would be large. Uh, medium would be a small group um, plugged into a group like that right. um, where you have uh, intentional conversations and relationships are built. And then small is more of a kind of, this could be one-on-one. It could be a group of three guys doing breakfast together or um, whatever, but but on a smaller level than even a small group where, um, you know, at a small group level, I can get vulnerable, but I'm not going all all the way deep, you know, in those conversations. Sure, yep. And so somebody who I know, I can even have the deeper conversations than I can even yep. get at, at the medium size. Absolutely. So yep. that would be an ally, right? Enlisting an ally or two to help me live out the life that God has called me to. And that would be, you know, yeah, vulnerability and accountability and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and I think community looks all of those ways. And if you don't have any of those things, start with one. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're plugged in to, to one of those, uh, maybe consider, you know, adding, adding another size right. uh, to the mix um, because yeah God God works in 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 many ways through many people and uh, and I think small medium large all give us different voices to speak into our life and uh, and just different environments to hear and so yeah just something else to consider if, yeah. if you are plugged into a small group you are coming to Sunday you know look around and go do I have a close you know, ally or two, right. um, you know, in, in helping me, helping me uh, walk the journey that God has for me. Yeah. That's a really helpful way to think about it. That's great. So for young adults, as we wrap up here, who are listening to this podcast and mm. are thinking, okay, I'm convinced 
Yeah, and Dom <laughs> convinced me. We did yes. it. Um, what's their next step? And and they want to connect with a small group at Grant. What? Uh, where do they go from here? Um, yeah, good, uh, good question. Um, I would, uh, if, if it were me, I would reach out to the church, uh, reach out to Dom. Um, and I don't know what platform you're listening to or whatever on, but there may be a link, uh, connected. There will be. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah you're <laughs> welcome. Uh, subscribe, check the, <laughs> click the link below. Oh, I love to <laughs> All hear these that. things. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, connect with Dom or connect with me, uh, or just shoot an email or a phone call, uh, to the church and, and say, Hey, I heard something about community. I heard something about small groups. Uh, I want, I want to, uh, to try that out and, uh, and we will help plug you in. Um, we get you to fill out a form that gives us a little information as far as what days and stuff work for you. And if you're looking to meet in person or online, you know, especially currently, mm-hmm. um, what's yeah. going on, but, but we would be happy to help, uh, plug, plug you in. To, to meaningful community. But again, as we talked about, it's it's uh, it's not just because we said so, right? right. And uh, it's a matter of, yeah, going in and, and uh, um, yeah, seeking out uh, a community that that you can pour into, that you can serve with, um, but uh, but ultimately people who will push you uh, towards Christ. And if you don't feel like being pushed, um, that might be something that you need to work out with God first. I'm going to add on to that really briefly um, to jump onto something that Cam said. So small groups is a huge way to get involved at our church, but also specifically in young adults for community. But so is serving. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, you know, I've done small group, I've done the Bible study, like it was okay. Try serving. Serving is such a great way to make friends, to build relationships. Like Cam said, when you're at camp or CIT, you're all working together on this common project. So um, yeah, we have lots of places for you to serve at, at our church from hosting at Canvas to helping with tech on Sunday mornings to serving as a youth leader. Um, so if you're interested in serving and connecting with community that way, uh, in addition to a small group, which we encourage, uh, please let us know that as well. So yeah, my testimony is pretty simple. It's just what I've encountered um, through different through church, um, and also th- through some of my closer friends that also aren't Christians. And so um, yeah, I'll just start. So for me, community has been about intentionality. I've sought out friends for the purpose of accountability, uh, fellowship, and also floor hockey. Um, <laughs> So I used to play, we used to play floor hockey out here in the fellowship hall, and uh, I've really missed that, um, but uh, yeah, that was one of my uh, big place of community. Um, so of course, as fellow believers, you're going to have people, uh, a natural affinity towards certain people or groups um, based on your age, based on your interests based on uh, your life goals and, and, and your, what you're tri- striving to achieve. Um, but also in remembrance of that, uh, Jesus always reached out to those on the periphery or those who are unloved. Uh, and there's many examples of that in, in scripture. Uh, I have experienced this at this church, this reaching out. Um, I've had church members give job references and have sought out for me job opportunities, uh, which has been an, an amazing encouragement. 
I've had worship leaders uh, invite me into the worship when I was really just getting my drum skills underneath me and uh, uh, wasn't quite um, uh, the drummer that I think, uh, the better drummer that I think I am now. So, um, uh, so I've de definitely grown in that. And then that was wor the worship leaders who allowed that to happen. So, um, so I've gotten to know so many great people through serving. And that's been a big part of my community. And um, some have become true friends. Uh, and another part of this is, um, so I'll never forget the day that I got baptized. And it was here at Grant Memorial. The tank was is right here. And I invited all my friends uh, from near and far from Christian and non-Christian circles uh, to come and stand with me uh, while I made this uh, next step to follow Christ. Uh, and I'll never forget being brought from the water and the cheers and attaboys that I got from my church family. It was like living out a dream I thought I wanted for so long, and that was to hoist the Grey Cup. I, I was a CIS football player for a number of years, and but this, uh, this, um, nothing could replace this. Um, the feeling of church community and um, walking with Christ in this. Uh, so church community around me is, in, and that was, that was an example of church community around me in one of the biggest days of my life. So many know this about me, but for those that don't, I have a serious mental illness. Um, which I have been coping and dealing with the last decade, um, which I disclosed on the Canvas podcast. Um, but uh, I've had several friends that have seen me at my worst. Um, now, it is great to see friends at their best, performing, graduating, getting baptized, and that's a form of friendship that is super important. But in December of last year, I had both Christian and non-Christian friends answer the call and come visit me in my vulnerability. So what did that do for me? Uh, well, it, it helped me to believe that I was valued. Valued even though um, I was this less stable version of myself. And uh, uh, that, was a, that was a really, really good, good feeling. And uh, when you have people that see you in your vulnerable state, it makes a huge difference. Trust me on that. So amidst community, you're going to have good things and good, great moments with great friends. And, um, but I've had some spats, gotten into some arguments, and I've told some friends off from this very church. Uh, so when two imperfect people have a genuine friendship with one another, there will be tension at times. And that is what being a brother or sister in Christ is all about. But we know that as Christ, uh, as an example, reconciliation and forgiveness is possible. As a result of this Christian community, I have been a part of bonfires, trail hikes, beach days, worship nights, cabin stays, tennis games, and they have all been a blast. Seasons change, people morph, and priorities are renegotiated. But I know without a doubt 
that in this stage of my life, I have experienced the richness of community. Thanks. Um, yeah, my name is John, um, and I have the pleasure of sharing a little bit about um, how I've been impacted uh, by community um, and some things in Scripture that the Lord has been showing me and highlighting um, and uh, to me about community and why it's so important um, as you're walking and growing as a Christian. So I wanted to read just a couple of verses. Um, this is Hebrews 10, uh, starting at verse 23. It says this, Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful. And let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So the first thing we see here is um, one of the primary functions of the church, um, and that is to stir one another up towards love and good works. Church community is so important in our lives because it encourages us to live in a way that is devoted and pleasing to the Lord, separate and unto him, and fellowshipping with believers helps us hold fast to our faith, and it reminds us of what truly matters. I want to read another scripture um, that the Lord has highlighted um, Ephesians 4 verse 20 says this, but that is not how you came to know Christ, assuming you heard about him and were taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, to take off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires, to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness in righteousness and purity and truth. So that is what we're going towards, guys. As, as Christians, as individuals living for the Lord, um, we need to be putting off the old self, the way that belonged to our old desire, our old, old sinful nature, and putting on the new. But that is where community comes in, because uh, that is very hard in this world that we live. Um, as Christians, we are called to pursue lives of purity and of righteousness. We are called to be holy because he is holy. Um, as we walk in this process of sanctification and conforming to the image of Christ, we need to encourage each other to remain faithful to it. So we live in a world that is at enmity with God. It is contrary to the ways of the Bible. It is contrary to the ways um, that we need to be living. The world offers us death, but it, it sugarcoats it. It might seem attractive and it can lead us astray. Um, so living as a Christian in this world is, is very hard. Um, and I've realized personally that the more I pursue God and seek to walk out the scripture, the more alienating it can become. The more seriously that you pursue the Lord and surrender your life to him, the more pushback you're going to receive. The Bible is very clear that because the world hated Jesus, the world um, will hate those for, who stand for him. This reality can seem stressful and daunting. It can be a tiring um, thing and it can be tempting to give up when we face that. Um, but this is why it's so important to routinely surround ourselves in community, people that are like-minded, people that are pursuing the same things. We need people that remind us of the truth. We need people that will encourage us to seek after Jesus with a whole heart and people that hold, will hold us accountable to the word of God. In the past, I've been in circles and friendships that haven't pointed me in the right direction. My closest relationships were with people that didn't know Jesus and therefore were blinded from the truth. And these can seem good in the moment. You might 
have good times hanging with these people and you might enjoy their company, but you need to remind yourself of the goal in your Christian life. If our goal is to hold fast to our hope in Jesus without wavering, and the only people that we are in community with are people that are contrary to the things of God, we are going to be left confused and very distracted from our call to live in a manner that's worthy of the Lord. This is why we need to invest in Christian community and in our church body. We need to hold these people the closest so that we may all grow in maturity and in the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're meant to have relationships with our brothers and sisters in Christ that encourage one another to bear fruit, that spur one another on to produce the fruit of the light, to grow in the things that consist of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. We need to be striving to point people back to the word of the gospel and the new life that we have been called to, to live in as children of God who have been bought by the precious blood of Christ. I've been learning that this, this is so true. Um, it, you can burn out and be led astray and be tempted um, if, you're, if the people that you are holding the closest to you um, are in ways that are, are living lives that are contrary to God, right? And this doesn't mean that you go live in a bubble I mean, I guess now you kind of do during quarantine, but this doesn't mean that you just completely separate yourselves from non-believers. That's not what we're called to do, right? But our main job in those circles, in those circles that we are, um, that we have with non-believers is to share the gospel, right? And we need good Christian community to point us back to the truth, to encourage us, um, to spur us on to make sure that we are remaining faithful um, to the hope that we confess in Christ. I guess challenge slash encouragement, something that I'm trying to do better and, and work on is being intentional, right? The friendships that I have, like what, what, am I, what am I pointing my friends towards? Am I pointing my friends toward Christ? Um, I know that I haven't done the best job of that in the past and that's something that I wanna continue in. Um, so it's, it's so key to be um, receiving that. We need that. Um, we need to be encouraged and, and built up in the way that we should go um, in a way that honors Christ. Um, and also, if you're in a Christian community, that's, that's on you. That's, that's you know, our job to encourage others uh, as well. Um, yeah, that's what I wanted to share and uh, just something that I've been working through lately and, and God's been teaching me uh, a lot about um, and, uh, yeah, thankful for the, the time to share. So thank you guys. Thanks for listening to Canvas Continued on the Canvas Young Adults podcast from Grant Memorial Church. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss a show. Also, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at at canvasgmc.com.